happier. We were supposed to talk about complete other topics and it came out a very degenerate episode. So if you aren't into BDSM, uh, swinger parties, uh, uh, explicit content, uh, maybe you want to skip this one. Don't say you haven't been warned, okay? And without further ado, here's the conversation. First of all, a notch count is a number just in your head, right? Because we don't have uh, license plates on the back of our head, uh, that, you know, it's like this LED display that automatically updates. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you, you, you got the clicker. You got the clicker <laughs> yeah. in your back pocket, like, another one. Whoop, click, click, click. It's, it's just a number in your head, right? So I think you reached enough place when you're just like not interested in just like another similar type encounter. Like, okay, it's going to be same bar. Okay. Same drinks, same discussion, because at the end of the day, you always talk about the same stuff. Mm. And yeah, okay. Come to my place, same sex position and stuff like that. So if that's the plan and the plane is boring, I think you had enough of this and you're just like better off finding um, whatever else that you want. It's a, I don't know, an exclusive relationship or I don't know. For me, it's like having multiple long-term uh, relationships mm-hmm. that are kinky like me. So we do kinky stuff, you know, mm-hmm. uh, we shoot content, uh, uh, we do photos, uh, we go to fetish parties together. Because, I mean, also, why I like fetish parties, I worked five years in nightclubs. So, oh. yeah, when I, when I was young, like, um, let's make an example. When you're, like, in your 20-somethings, and the only thing you can think about is uh, lifting weights and pussy, you start to think, so what kind of job should they do, you know? And I was like, I should be a bartender, but I didn't like the idea of staying put in a place uh, and wait mm-hmm. for people. So I was like, but promotion outside the club is fucking great because you can just roam around. So, yeah, there was the goal, basically, how to meet girls, uh, mm-hmm. promoting nightclub events. And I mean, after five years working in those, you have enough of that. So you either go to a special event because of the people or you go to a special club. I don't know. Bargain in Berlin or Tresor or KitKat. Uh, I mean, I'm just nominating <laughs> fetish clubs everywhere. <laughs> Jesus. I, I narrated uh, Fifty Shades of Game by Troy Francis. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm pretty well known in the Berlin scene. Holy shit. Well, but you see, because now Troy, um, not dissing to him, but Troy is like me. He's a day gamer that mm-hmm. used game also to find girls for fetish parties and everything. I don't know if Troy steals into the fetish uh, scene. He definitely knows the Berlin scene and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe this part is not in line with the brand that he's uh, representing right now, but he definitely knows uh, what is the drill. You know? Oh, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he most definitely knows. Like the, those recording those three books was a very interesting process, like a very, very interesting process of of the things he's seen, because like uh, the, the, the stripper game is so different from like the fetish game and what mm-hmm. happens in like Kit Club. And um, that one bar in Berlin, that the, the biggest techno fest in Berlin, what's it called again? Um, 
the the club is like the Bergheim, the most famous and biggest. Berg, uh, it's Bergheim. in Bergheim. Um, is it is it called Bergheim? The the club, yeah. I I I don't know if you are referring to the same thing. Like a, a I think that's club, the but... one. Like where where you like there's lines to get in. Ah, that. yeah, Bergheim definitely. It's like yeah. uh, eight hours of waiting in, in line on Saturday. I mean, the tricky was like to go over there Sunday morning around breakfast time, like eight, nine, get a stamp and come back on Sunday night. But now they changed this because it was uh, overused. So now you have to go back in general queue and uh, and pay five euro to get back in. So oh good God. luck, boys. If you've never uh, been to like Berlin the, and Bergen, the, prepare, <laughs> prepare to stay in line. The longest I ever waited was for a ticket for a Dem Crooked Vultures concert. You know them? No, I have no idea. So Dem Crooked Vultures is a super group of Josh Homme from Queens of Stone Age, Dave Grohl back on drums, and John uh-huh. Paul Jones from Led Zeppelin. Uh-huh, in one okay. band. And um, like it was known that they were forming a group, uh-huh. but nobody had heard anything. So apparently they did their first show as support act, support act, for the Arctic Monkeys. <laughs> and people lost their shit when they came on stage. It's like, holy shit, what? Like all of a sudden you're going for Arctic Monkeys and like secret support acts. It's like, what the hell is this? And now all of a sudden Josh Homme, Dave Grohl and John Paul Jones walk on stage. It's like, whoa. But then their website went live and there was coordinates on it. So like the whole internet was like, what the hell is this? Turned out it was a venue in Amsterdam. Ooh. And the tickets went on sale you couldn't buy them online you could only buy them in the venue mm-hmm. you can buy them 24 hours beforehand at like three in the afternoon so we took the first train to amsterdam and just waited in line to get those tickets and the very next day we had to go back same thing very first train waited for the venue Man, Fuck, that was amazing. These are the there best were, experiences, you know. But nothing was known. Like there were no demos. There were no. Yeah, there were a couple of snippets of like ten seconds of a song, mm-hmm. like nothing more. That was it. Was that all we knew. So we just went on their reputation alone. It's like yeah, yeah Dave Grohl is back on drums. Okay, sure. John Paul Jones on bass, gotta be good. Josh Homme on front. Let's go fucking amazing like you knew none of the songs all you could do was listen and enjoy the live it was yes amazing yes like best weight i ever had it's like yeah no over there let's say the the weight is not like that i mean the type of club um you're gonna have a lot of crazy things happening inside oh yeah the first time (laughs) i got there i went to the toilet and there is this guy Half naked, um, like on his uh, basically doggy, like crawling towards me, and he starts to speak in German, which I have absolutely no idea what he said. And like, what? While I'm pissing in, and he's like, "Could you please pee my mouth?" Yeah. Oh, like that. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, oh. but that's you know, like um. It is the places like that. You you go there, um, you know, you, you have to expect everything. And oh yeah, like, the, people always bitch about the security, you know, that they're gonna bounce you. Their job is to figure out if stuff like this uh, will make you have a mental breakdown. 
You know, in a way, it's not they're acting like douchebags, <laughs> doing you a favor because the shit you will see inside a lot of normies, okay, or where I come from, we call you know vanilla people. It's just like they will freak out, and it's like, guys, this is not a zoo where you go see the animals behind cage. These people having fun and being uh, like adults, the, huh? the okay. cages are gone. Yes, <laughs> it's like so you can pet the tiger. Be careful because exactly. the tiger bites back, you know. And like I said, I narrated that and the stories in there where just people just fuck in public. Yeah. Just open area, just getting it yeah. on. And holy shit. And you just get asked if you want to participate. It's like, no, thanks, man. Yeah. You do you. You it's do just you. like, yeah, come on, we're funny people. You're like, oh man. Uh, one day, uh, probably will be great uh, if uh Troy's agree, me and him sits down. Uh, and we share all the kinky stories because um, I'm sure he's more familiar as well with um, Torture Garden in London. Yep. So mm -hmm. we can share all the stories like when you dig, uh, when you start to dip your toes in this world, you start to see th some things. And then when you become a regular, you're seeing the amount of degeneracy. And I think also that influenced my... Uh, oh man, I'm gonna cringe now. My career as a pickup artist, uh, because after you see certain things, so bear with me. I started to work in um, in nightclubs. Okay, so as a promoter, you know, I I've seen a lot of stuff. Okay, and, and in, I've been in a lot of stuff because it's night, it's parties, it's alcohol, it's drugs. Let's be real, it's a nightclub, mm -hmm. you know. So a lot of things happen to you, and then. You know, you I started to discover this side of myself, uh, and uh, you start to go to this type of clubs. Uh, so your comprehension of the male and woman dynamics, of the reality, you understand that surface is never the whole level. There's many levels below below surface, and it's just like, oh, okay. It's like the pure prude girl that goes to church on Sunday. Well, maybe Saturday she was getting tied up and whipped by a guy like me. You know? mm -hmm. so. Yeah, man. I remember figuring that out about myself. Like I'm not that kinky in all honesty, mm -hmm. uh, but like discovering that it's okay to like smack her ass kind of thing and drag her through the room by her hair consensually mm -hmm. of course okay. that was just such an eye-opener for me where it's like holy shit like <laughs> i never knew this like it's a complete change to what you're told where it's like you have to treat them nicely you have to ask yes. for things yes. you have to like take her into consideration and then you figure out no they want me to lead they want me to take her when yes. everything is in place of course because this is the internet and we need to like speak of course. Look, we always say is like we talk about things with consent. And even when yes. there is a CNC, so consent, non-consent, there was consent prior. Yeah, yeah. That, that is one of the few things. Like I've had girls ask me about that. Like, can we do consensual non-consent? And of course, I just can't. I don't know why. It's just not my You thing. see, you have to be comfortable with plays in order yeah. to, to make them right. You know, if you're playing a scene, especially. Look, the most common... Um, case of uh cnc is like a uh, sleep sex you know when she's oh, like no. she wakes up and you're already fucking her basically mm -hmm. so that's the most 
typical and classic one to start with or uh, forced orgasms that like uh, she's having one so she becomes super sensitive but you keep continuing especially I don't know with a wand or a vibrator or a satisfier and she's like she cannot help herself but coming more but it's between pleasure and pain all the time and yeah it's, it's that yeah it's that thin line of what is it really kind of thing like it's so pleasurable but holy shit like ah god yeah. like with, even with the toys i'm more kind of a guy who goes for like what's around kind mm. of thing okay. because like using a bathrobe uh cord things like that as yeah. a rope like mm-hmm. i like to get creative with the stuff instead of using the toys can be fun every now and then but i i really like the creative edge more of like okay what have i got lying around here that i can use to like tie you up or whatever, or blindfold you or like spank you with kind of thing. Oh man, you just give you remember the TV show MacGyver back in the Oh day. yeah. <laughs> when it was like, oh, they locked me into this closet. What do I have available to escape? You know? Exactly. Like a oh, sexual MacGyver. This paper clip and this glue, and I made an atomic bomb, you know. Well, exactly. <laughs> So it's just giving Mac kinky vibes, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you see, that's also a lot of people like, um, especially like in the internet, okay? People get a little bit too much uh, uh, into their mind. Um, I don't want to use any R or A word because please guys don't cancel me. You know, it's just like people tend to get over analytical with, with the stuff when they forget it's all about enjoying so i I mean myself i travel with a kid because especially when ropes uh, like riggers we kind of have a a special relationship with our ropes uh, because you treat them you walk them (laughs) you start to care for them but i mean the point is like the whole idea of this is pleasure is hedonism you know it's having fun so oh my god I, i cannot have fun because i don't have you know my Five meter, six inches long uh, rope made in Utah. It's it's called game for a reason. Exactly, game for a reason. That was it's it's such a shame. I can't remember what the guy did, but even something as simple as so this guy walks up to his girlfriend and he makes her do a hand gesture, Mm -hmm. and I can't for the life of me I can't remember what, Mm -hmm. but he was able to grab both of both of her hands with one hand and just pull them above her head and he just like put her against the wall start kissing her and he uh-huh. walked away and you could just see her face like no come back it's like simple thing like that he walks up to her it's like hey babe go like this it's like, mm-hmm. she's like huh he grabs her hands put her against the wall makes out with her and he walks and she was just infatuated with him like no ropes no toys no nothing like it's supposed to be fun and sensual i hate the word by the way yes yes you see these all all these toys okay or props or you know accessory i want to call them you know they're all helping okay i call them amplifiers of the dom because i mean if you're if you're dominant in the bedroom okay all these things help you out it's not that the toys make the dom is the dom they use the tools Okay, yes. 
or I don't know, a military example, is not the rifle that make it, oh, I have the, the special forces, you know, six hour, whatever. It's not the gun, it's not the rifle, it's the operator behind the tool that makes the tool work and efficient. So yeah. also and, your mindset and everything makes the whole thing. Yeah, wouldn't you say like the girl is an extension of you in that scenario where um, she becomes the toy? There's definitely like there. There's a category of kink uh, where you know people want to be identified as toys. Uh, um, mm -hmm. There is not necessarily like that, but she becomes an extension of you in that case. If if that makes sense, I'm trying to identify an extension of you. What do you mean with that? Because like an extension of me, I would say more a mirror of me. Mm. You know because. Uh, in general, girls are going to be the mirror of, of you. So if you, both in good and the bad, eh? definitely mm -hmm. in the bad, like via negativa, they show you the things that you do wrong. Okay. So when you speak too fast, they're like, sorry, what? You know, or when they just don't pay attention to you is because you're too weak or stuff like this. But in the med, the bedroom, they're definitely like the more dominant uh, you are the more submissive she gets so i i don't think it's an extension but yeah maybe i'm not i'm not understanding exactly your point mm -hmm. but you're but, you're kind of um and i need to choose my words carefully before this gets cut into something i don't mean at all but mm -hmm. you are you are um you are letting her assist you Mm -hmm. into into um living out your will kind of thing mm, okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i understand yeah. what you mean so she yeah okay. definitely so, definitely uh, maybe i like maybe, by the way how you came up with <laughs> yeah i mean you need to be careful man we've seen it with the high value male stuff like why can't you define high value male because oh, it man. depends on the interpretation welcome to the internet but it's it, like, um, I, I don't know what's going on what? with the internet, man, these days. I remember uh, back in the day, class. like I always say, I started 20 years ago when there was just the, um, the Venusian arts forums and so suave. I know you know Rollo and that's where he started, but I was in another camp. And it was just like, oh, so I did uh, the opener and then I moved to A2 and I failed in C1. And it was just guys talking about this. Mm -hmm. Literally now the whole thing has become like, uh, well, does she go to church uh, or what is your net worth uh, and how much your network? Uh, and it's like, do you have properties in Miami? Uh, now with this... Um, uh open polyamory thing which by the way you know i have to stay being into the kinky scene uh, you deal a lot with that uh, yeah. personally it doesn't work for me but if it floats your boat great uh i don't think that because you married a philosophy let's call it like that a lot of philosophy everybody else should follow it or is like well i know the holy truth so that's a uh, not resonate very well for me you are absolutely free to do whatever you want but at the end of the day all these are labels and you can apply as many labels as you want to a box it's still a box yeah that's it's, it 
it comes down to what you want. And that was what the old forums used to be for. Like, what do you want? Mm-hmm. Yes. That, like, you want to have multiple partners? Go for multiple partners. You want to have an open marriage? Go have an open marriage. But what do you want? Make sure you want, you know what you want. Like, I would not be able to live with the fact that I have like a committed girlfriend mm-hmm. who wants to open up the relationship. Then we are through. It's like, yeah. nope. Absolutely. But you see, that, and that's perfectly fine. Yeah, but there are guys who are like, no, I'm fine with it. And I'm like, cool, you do you. Well, um, until they're not fine, but they're pretending yeah. to be fine. Exactly. Look, um, to me, the idea is that uh, everybody makes mistakes in life. So if you thought uh, you were cool with that and you're not, uh, you can always change your mind. You can always uh say look i thought i was good with that i'm not and this doesn't make you lesser of a person because mm-hmm. you find out and at the end of the day in kink and fetish is all about experimentation because you're never born like oh well i definitely want a, a dude to pull walks on me you know it's like, no uh you might think you like it and then you go experiment on that you know oh have you have you ever had that where a girl is like, oh, I'm so very submissive. I'm really into it. And then you like, you turn it up to like five mm-hmm. verbally. Mm-hmm. And she's already like, oh my God, what did you just say? It's like, babe, never mind. This is not going to work. This is just not going to work. Like, you do you, you have fun, enjoy your day. It's like, no, 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 no. no. I mean, a girl saying she's very submissive and she's not into dirty talk or stuff like that. Scandal rare because usually they go hand in hand. Of course, there are always um, exceptions to the rule. That's the world we live in. But yeah, most of the times when you turn in up a notch and it's already too much heat, you're like, yeah, I, think I haven't we even have begun to review your definition of a lot, you know, but yeah. that's fine, you know. So, but are you noticing, uh, like what's your usual age range of what you date, like 18 to like 23 or like 25 to like 30? What's uh, I'm open to pretty much all ages, to be honest. Mm. I this thing that oh, women are in their peak in when they're 22 is yeah. like. Yes, it's definitely easier to be in better shape uh, when you're in your 20s. Me being in my 40s, uh, I can definitely say it was easier to to stay in shape uh, with higher testosterone. Naturally, 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 you know, but at the end of the day, it's like there's plenty of um, I dated a few girls uh, in uh, their 30s that you will never believe they're in their 30s. Nice. Yes, some girls can age very gracefully. Yes, you know, and like, of course, uh, always depends because, uh, you know, genetics, nutrition, gym, uh, but it's like I'm dating whatever I find attractive. My age range goes from, you know, of course, the the uh-huh. legal age range, uh, but it's like even I dated girls above me and we dated, uh, I need to state that it's not like as hanging hand in hand uh, and going to buy, buy groceries at the Sunday market, uh, it means uh, having fun on Saturday night, uh, whatever that means for you guys. But, yeah, but I'm just, like, so I was the the reason I ask is, do you notice that like the like the twenty year olds have this sense of what men find attractive that is just almost repulsive? Mm. Where it's like 
Girl, I don't know what kind of porn you've been watching, but that just not feels good. That just hurts. Mm, interesting, because I think uh, compared to the past, uh, like if you would ask uh, when I was 20, my same age, 20 years old, first of all, no woman watched porn back in the day, you know. <laughs> so they say. Yes. Like, oh, my God, such a stigma. Meanwhile, now I think uh, um, that it became so mainstream. Like, I mean, now you have uh, Fifty Shades of Grey or um, you've seen the Polish movie 365 Days. Uh, yeah, I did see that. <laughs> okay? You have this stuff that is mainstream. So this is the new base level. Okay. So meanwhile, back in the day, the German hardcore stuff, you'll be like, damn, you know, you must be really into heavy this stuff. Huh? Now it's just like, yeah, I mean, oh, oh, a gangbang. Yeah, normal, you know. Oh, yeah. I think, uh, look, there is no data on this because we're comparing apples with tomatoes. Huh? Mm-hmm. But definitely it's more mainstream than was in the past. Yes. There's more people out and about it. Uh, could be. But we don't know what was in the mind of people uh, 20 years ago. No, no, not necessarily that it's more mainstream, but are you noticing that like the 20-year-old girls, like what they think men find attractive or uh, will uh, will experience as um, feeling good, that, mm-hmm. just, that it just feels bad, that it just hurts. Mm-hmm. I've had that a couple of times where like, you get it on with a girl on a date and she starts going down on you or whatever. And it just hurt. Where it's like, holy shit, calm down. So where did you get this from? I, I think that's the bad lessons from porn. You know? What the fuck? Also for guys, when I, when I coach with guys and they get this idea that you need to drill the woman like you're looking for oil in at the North Pole, you know? <laughs> That's a good one. Porn is fake. It's is made to sell you a product. As guys get the wrong idea, also a woman get the wrong idea. Except when more... it's threesomes. Uh, oh, guys always love threesomes. <laughs> it's like I've had to, I've had to like stop women with what they were doing. It's like I don't know, mm-hmm. no, you're not doing that. Uh, you're gonna slow down the tempo and you're gonna loosen the fucking death grip. It's like no. Mm-hmm. This is not, this is not enjoyable for me. Mm-hmm. It's just so weird because I've never heard a guy say that. I'm like, maybe it's a me problem. I had one friend who had the same where he's like, yeah, man, I have to slow them down too. Where it's like, okay, so I'm not alone in this. So I'm putting it out there. Like maybe there are more guys who are experiencing this where it's like, look, we have like this whole red pill manosphere thing going on, but women need one too, you know, where it's like, no, <laughs> men don't enjoy it when you like go fucking bloodhound on that thing no but you see this is also a difference in culture because what if i tell you in Mm. russia there was a class on how to give uh (laughs) blowjobs gotta love those russians yeah i mean these crazy guys you know but it's true or i was dating this ukrainian woman and she was unbelievably good at that and she showed me like this instagram page of course, everything was in Russian that she was following and was practical female tips about sex. And hmm. it was not just like a tacky thing. They were explaining where like, um, you know, men and the quest uh, for G- the G-spot, right? Uh, but it's like, 
women never think that men have pleasure points. But isn't like most blowjobs just about enthusiasm? And then not the like ripping it off kind of enthusiasm, but it's like she really wants to pleasure you kind of thing. Okay, but what if you get a lot of teeth? Let's call it like that. Yeah, it's like... So uh, it, it's a two-part component. It's both uh, the mindset and both uh, the technicality. So, mm -hmm. yes, showing that you really love licking the ice cream, that, that is just already plus one point, you know, but knowing where to touch, how to touch, you know, and also, like, if you're grossed out, uh, Perhaps there's some soul searching that you need to understand why. Perhaps your partner lacks uh, personal intimate hygiene. So, mm -hmm. you know, that's also another point because uh, I never thought I would have to tell guys to wash their pee-pee, but here we are today. <laughs> we are on uh, 2023, progress of civilization. And it's just like, you know, like, look, sometimes you have to coach women in what do you like because there there's no harm in that and i remember a, a belgian movie that was quite popular back in the day and i think became a catchphrase where there is this player and there is the this woman giving him a bj and he say uh don't forget the shaft baby it's half of the magic something like that can't recall but yeah, I'm gonna look up for you, but you know that was that. But that is true, you know. Your coaching is like, don't forget the shaft, baby. That's half of the magic, you know. I mean, that is a thing. You have to coach him through it, where it's like, no, 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 like this and like yeah. that. It's like blah blah blah. Because like, there's a lot of like, what what does the woman find pleasurable? But like, it's okay to talk about like what men prefer. Absolutely, I'm, I'm experiencing that more and more. Where it's like, yeah, okay, you need it. So, but, quick question but, for you. Yeah, go ahead. If you ask to woman, what is the... Um, you have to phrase it correctly, because if you say what you don't like about men in bed, they will say poor hygiene. Again, civilization. But if you ask them, what do you think is weird about guys when in the bedroom? The number thing that every woman will say is that they are so silent. Okay. Oh, Yes. I heard about that. Yes. Where it's like, that was a thing too. Like I had a girlfriend like years ago tell me like, I love it when you just grunt. It's yes. like, oh, she's like, yeah, I can hear you enjoying me. Like, exactly. I just love that. You are providing feedback. Oh, first of all, women are feeling insecurities. Okay. It's not just about their looks. So they're going to be insecure as well in the bedroom. It's like, am I pleasing him? And I'm good enough for him. So, uh -huh. You being vocal about your pleasure, do mm -hmm. does a lot of this. And second, most important thing, you are coaching her in hitting the right spot. Like a lot of guys, if the girl tell uh, tell him, oh, touch me here, because yeah, there is the, the G spot, the clit, you know, and everything. But there are certain areas that guys will never understand that woman, you touch them and they are immediately, immediately melting. For some is the feet, for some is the back of their neck, for some is the area between the, the scapulas. So like you wouldn't know these areas, but when she coaches you, uh, again, coaches in meaning she provides the right feedback uh, on mm -hmm. where to touch and what to do. It's just like, I mean, at the end of the day, it's about pleasure. 
So if you want to be pleased, what's the point of staying there silent uh, and thinking in your head, oh, she doesn't know how to give it. Mm. You know, <laughs> that's stupid. It's exactly. You need to take the time when you do that. And well, when it hurts, like your first reaction is not going to be the most positive. But it's your job as the guy to like help her through pleasing you. Yes. In a positive reinforcement manner yes where it's like babe i love that you're like doing your best and it would be more enjoyable if you did x y and z yes you see there's the same like um when a woman asks for their partner to introduce sex toys uh, Mm -hmm. you see the classic common mistake is introducing it as a competition to the dick okay so guys especially the insecure ones they immediately see it as wait, my dick is not enough. What the hell? Mm-hmm. You know, instead of saying, baby, I love how you fuck me, you know, how you take me like I'm your bitch and everything, blah, blah, blah. I'd love, you know, if we could do this, so I'll become even more a whore for you. Mm-hmm. Then the guy is like, okay, you know, um, there's something interesting happening here. Instead of like seeing it as upfront competition. It is the same thing that you have to do. So it's just like, is po- like you say it perfectly positive reinforcement it's like i love what you're doing i'd love that you do this for me instead of that yeah like again that positive reinforcement like first acknowledge that she's already doing it mm-hmm. and then guide them positively towards what you like really enjoy yeah instead of like scolding her for something you didn't enjoy which can be hard every now and then i mean i caught myself on that every now and then when it like really hurt where it's like oh fuck like, nope like, nope stop that kind but of thing there, there's a case that perhaps also some days uh, or uh, in some areas you might have extra sensitivity i'm, I'm just not asking huh? it's if it happens like in a specific condition Maybe it's a specific spot, though. So it's better to avoid it altogether. Mm-hmm. No, wait, come again? It's like, this happens a few times in the past already, right? Mm-hmm. So perhaps, uh, it's like when someone does something very specific. I mean, what I'm trying to do is the isolation, okay? So oh. what, like, what causes this? So you can be up front uh, when this happens and say, look, you know, you can do anything just don't do this yep yeah no good fair point fair point no it's usually just the tempo and the death grip Mm. that uh that happened every now and then where i'm like where did you get this from i I was just so surprised comes from from the porn you know because especially if you watch the hardcore ones uh, the the recent hardcore ones is all about I mean, it's more like not even being rough. It's almost like violence, you know. It's like, oof. Like, show some sympathy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, you know, we're not robots, you know. Yeah, exactly. But the, the, everybody always complains about men watching porn. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like maybe, you know, maybe there's the other half of the demographic we should address here. Or it's like, mm. yeah. don't know if it's. Uh, that that's interesting because when I watch porn that has been casted by woman for woman, directed porn, the director and everything, it's always interesting that you don't have these kind of things. Usually, I would say is even more gentle, and I would definitely say the 
the tempo is slower. With what? In uh, in porns um, shot by a woman for woman. Oh, that. Well, it's mostly when you look at. Uh, have you ever read Dirty Little Secrets? Ah, no, no, sorry, sorry. What's it called? A thousand Secret garden. Yeah, no. What is it called? A uh, thousand thoughts. That's the one. Have you ever read that? Like, what yeah. kind of porn women watch and stuff like that, and like what the the romance novels are based on? Mm-hmm. It's like that whole transition to the act, and then the act is even like a whole transition to the end point. There's nothing is rushed absolutely nothing is rushed yes it's the the pleasure like there's um i think there is going to be a movement in the future that is going to be like um going towards slow sex because when you have the i i call it the ice cap drilling you know that you're bam 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 there is a place also for that it always depends on the mood you know but there's going to be this uh, where you're just slowly doing things also because I think for a lot of women uh, allows her to be more in her body rather than in her mind. Okay. True. So, because like most of the female orgasm is mental anyway. Exactly. It's, it starts in the mind. Like you, you can do as much as you want, you know, all the stimulation and all the techniques and everything <laughs> But if there is not the biggest part, uh, and also something that a lot of guys forget um, is that the biggest organ that we have is our skin. Okay. So mm. the whole body stimulation, how the energy flows in the body, how, you know, the blood flow, the nerves and everything, it just like, it makes a, a whole bunch of difference. So instead of just like thinking about, you know, clack, 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 that's, um that's not really helping so this whole take your time take it slow you know that's actually paying paying off more and like i say this death grip this thing uh, it could be stemming from not a lot of experience perhaps uh, or having um oh it's called uh this is such an interesting thing as well because you just mentioned the experience thing Mm -hmm. and um god who was it was it three kinds of lucky? I believe it was three kinds of lucky. He mentioned who was the bigger whore? A girl who had a seven-year relationship but fucked him every day mm-hmm. or a girl with a 30-guy notch cap. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember who I was talking to, but you'll find that the girl who's had long-term relationships more or better in bed than the girl who's had a wide array, wide array of one night stands because she never had anybody to like perfect mm-hmm. technique on. She yeah. just had like in and out yeah. where it was a revolving door and it were mo- probably just quickies here and there. So she could have like a 30 or whatever notch count and still suck mm-hmm. because yeah. she never really got the feedback or whatever. But when you have the girl with a long-term relationship, she actually experienced that communication with the guy Yes. For months, years even, to really get good into something. Plus, after a while, you don't have this, oh, let's test this thing together, uh, shame, because it's your partner. But it's funny thing. Some girls, they're like, oh, I want to try things, but we just with my fuck buddy, you know, 
which Samoa in this case, a lot of girls like, oh, I'll never have a threesome with my uh, long-term boyfriend, you know, which is exactly what uh, drives a lot of guys nuts, you know, because when they found out that they did something with a guy like me and that they're not getting it, uh, they're like, why they do yes and me no, you know? So Mm -hmm. that drives a lot of guys nuts for sure. But that thing, when they try with their partner and they discover and they find out and try all these things, uh, then it's when they're like, oh, okay, you see the technique, you see the experience here. Meanwhile, like you said, this guy bangs 30 guys, the guys that just want to fucking go. Nobody's Mm going to pay attention. I was like, oh, she knew exactly where to put her hands and everything, you know? Exactly, because like, even though, like, again, who is the bigger um, 304, so to say, like, she might have the experience and your head might go like, oh, she must have practiced this on countless guys. Could just be one for a very long time. Yeah, but you see, is um, like sh- being sexually competent uh, is, is about knowledge, okay, and practice. Yep. So... Is like imagine this as a guy. If you want to become sexually competent, you need to be deliberate in in, in how you do things, because and the best way is actually is to have a re- stable relationship. I yes. I don't say monogamous whatever you know, but someone that you see across time that you can play things together. Uh, that's why it's called playing, because it's playing. You know exactly. It's called game for a reason. Yes. It's called game for a reason. Exactly. A lot of people forget that. It's like uh, people take uh, this whole seduction, uh, pickup, sex thing like it's some sort of a religion, you know. And the part of the universe where I come from, uh, um, like I really don't like labels, but you know, there is the labels. Oh, I'm a day gamer, or I'm a night gamer, you know, or I'm an online guy. It's just like. Look, to me, this is all access, okay? This is access to to females. Mm -hmm. And you are marrying it. uh, It's like, oh, I'm a Facebook advertising kind of guy, you know? It's like, Uh, what what do you mean? It's like, it's digital marketing. Like, if Facebook shuts down, you you don't get money? What what happens, you know? So, of course, there is going to be the platform that you like the most, Okay. But at the end of the day, we're just there doing a thing, playing a game, you know? Meanwhile, there is people that they be, oh, I'm a day gamer. This is the supreme cult of day gamers. Oh, man. It's the same as Red Pill. Look, guys, Red Pill is not a personality. It is just a reference we get, they gave, not even we, they gave to the collection of posts written on the discovery of everything that was being told to you about women was wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. It's not a personality. It was just a name given to the collection of those posts. Some guys discover it, uh, like, I discovered it on my skin, you know, by observation yeah. and experience. Uh, then you find out the book uh, and you're like, oh, yeah, it makes sense, you know, what is written here. Or, you know, then you're just like, um, I don't know, but I'm open-minded to this. Or then you have the guys that they go full rage mode. But you see, it's just like, at the end of the day, okay, it's like the label that you put on it. 
It's just a label because let's not call it red pill. Let's call about a bunch of collection of posts written by a bunch of guys on the internet uh, circa 2010. Okay. And that rolls off the tongue. <laughs> let's call it like that for convenience. Right? <laughs> exactly. You, what, you're going to attribute yourself that? Or you, you see, like, oh, actually, I meet women in uh, the age uh, range from the hour of time in the daytime frame uh, in this particular location. You see, it doesn't make any sense. You know, it's just we love to put labels on ourselves uh, and to marry them because then we think they become part of our personality. It's the same as the diet culture. I'm a vegan. I'm a carnivore. It's just like people. Your no. diet is not your personality. Sorry, bro. I'm I'm keto. Yeah. yeah, it's like what the hell, man. I'm a herbivore. It's like, fuck. <laughs> I need to get going. By the way. Yes. Well, I mean, my friend, it was a pleasure. Absolutely. We started uh, with uh, every other type of plans, uh, mm-hmm. but I think uh, we ended up on a complete different tangent. It was beautiful, you know. So it was. It was fun. Those are always the best podcasts absolutely well my man it was a pleasure you take care and we're gonna speak soon okay you too man awesome cheers